0: few announcements first, reminder that tomorrow, Good Friday, uh, is a day both of fasting from food and abstinence from meat. And we're encouraged as spiritual preparation to continue that fast into Holy Saturday, uh, to the first mass of Easter on Holy Saturday night. The annual Divine Mercy Novena begins tomorrow, and as part of the indulgence for that day, you can make a confession at any time in the days surrounding Divine Mercy Sunday. Uh, You need not wait until Divine Mercy Sunday itself. You can make a confession the days before or the days after uh, Divine Mercy Sunday reminder also that this Mass concludes with a Eucharistic procession. And so you're asked to please join in that procession and in song using the program you received when you walked in. Uh, this is at the very end of Mass as the Blessed Sacrament passes by the center of aisle you're asked to follow directly behind me will be the choir and then you're asked to follow in uh, behind uh, the choir as we make our way outside through the parking lot and over to the chapel adoration with the blessed sacrament will continue until midnight and after midnight there is no adoration until after the Easter vigil mass Saturday night Um, As a reminder, for safety purposes, if you're not able to participate in the procession, out of respect, please, there should be no vehicle traffic in the parking lot uh, while we are processing. Everyone is encouraged to participate in the procession this evening. On this holy night that begins the sacred triduum, the sacred three days that celebrate how Christ accomplished our salvation, the Church reflects on the two sacraments our Lord gave us on this holy night. He established the Holy Eucharist to be the new Passover in which the lamb to be shared by each faithful family is now fulfilled in the family of the Church. Where always first seeking absolution from our sins we are invited to eat the lamb of god which is jesus himself his true body blood his true body and blood offered for us and for our nourishment so that we may have true life within us the other sacrament we consider this evening is that in giving us his body and blood the lord at the same time established the priestly order in the sacrament of holy orders. It is through the validly ordained priest that Jesus himself has chosen to operate in a privileged way at Holy Mass for the good of his people. The priest lends his life, his hands, his voice, his heart to the Lord, who once again makes himself present to us Changing bread and wine into that same new Passover gift of the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The priesthood is a mystery and a gift, a mystery of how it is that the Lord calls a mere man with his many faults to serve in that capacity a gift and that he gives his grace so richly in that aspect of that sacrament that shows his divine love to remain with us and not leave us orphans. The priesthood is a mystery and a gift. I can't help but say that looking at our altar boys this evening, many gathered here for this mass, surely the spirit of the Lord's anointing is among us to provide future priests for the church from among your own sons, from among sons of our parish. We should pray for that, and we should desire that. Just as signs of the Lord's anointing are evident in so many other aspects of our parish life, confessions uh, so many times throughout the week, families seeking to seriously raise their children well, disciples gathering together to be nourished by God's word and to grow in the faith and to be witnesses in this world, yes, so many signs of the Lord's anointing are evident. But this night we give particular attention to that anointing from the Spirit of the Lord that has to do with the priesthood, that mystery and gift that we pray more among us will respond to. To correct some misplaced emphases of the last many decades, uh, it is important to state that the central aspect of the Holy Mass is sacrifice. Well before the aspect of the Mass as supper, or the aspect of the anticipation of the heavenly banquet, the Holy Mass is a sacrifice. It is the presentation in our midst of the reality and power of that one saving sacrifice of the cross. Thus, when we gather before the sacred altar, we do not gather to celebrate our community or ourselves. Rather, we gather as a community called together by the Lord that belongs to the Lord to offer and to participate in the one saving sacrifice. By which, united to Jesus, the priest and the victim of the same sacrifice, we give to God the one perfect sacrifice that pays the debt for our sins. We give back to Him that sacrifice that He gave to us. It's the only one that will atone for our sins. And why is the notion of sacrifice so important? God, in his generous love, provides us every good thing. Adam and Eve in the original sin, and we in our personal sins, choose to dwell in greater or lesser degree apart from God. Living apart from God is sin, and it brings separation and death. By making animal sacrifice, the people of the old covenant We're offering life in place of the death of sin. This was symbolized in animal sacrifice, acknowledging, as the book of Leviticus does, that the life of the flesh is in the blood. Thus, the blood sacrifice of animals, and specifically a lamb, was a sin offering to atone for man's separation from God and the death such sin brings. Man had separated himself from God by sin. In repentance, then, mankind separated from his material goods, from his own flock, a lamb whose life would be offered as something set apart and made holy to atone for sin. What saves us is the saving deed of Jesus Christ on the cross, together with his resurrection. What we observe in particular this holy evening is that no longer does man set aside and offer imperfect sacrifice to God. Now, Jesus, God himself, takes the place of the sacrifice, being the true Lamb of God whose blood makes the sacrifice of the most perfect life of all in place for our sins and the death they bring to us. Jesus intended to do something new with the Passover ritual on that first Holy Thursday night with his apostles. We can briefly consider that on the first Palm Sunday, just days before the event of the Last Supper, St. Matthew's Gospel tells us that upon entering Jerusalem to Hosannas and palm branches, Jesus then went and cleansed the temple. He drove out all those who bought and sold things in the temple. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold sacrificial animals. By this cleansing, Jesus disrupted the standard practices of temple sacrifice. And this can be considered a clear sign that he is bringing an end to the Jewish sacrificial system. He does this in preparation for the new sacrifice and the new covenant he will institute just days later at the Last Supper, which we commemorate this evening. Sacrifice will not make sense to us if we don't acknowledge our sins. Being unaware of our sins will begin to dull our sense of what we do here. I'm convinced that in part the idea that the Mass is primarily a meal or a communal gathering, which is, you may or may not know, a very popular idea in the last few decades, erroneous notions that have gained popularity these last few decades. I'm convinced that in part that idea that the Mass is primarily a meal or a communal gathering is directly related to the decrease over the same time period in the practice of frequent confession among Catholics. You see, when we don't confess sins and repent of them regularly, we become less aware of its reality. When we become less aware of the reality of our sins, then we will also begin to fail to appreciate sacrifice because we will fail to understand that the purpose of sacrifice to God is to atone for the guilt of sins. And when we fail to appreciate sacrifice, we no longer see the Holy Mass for what it is. Instead of seeing that the Lord instituted a new and perfect sacrifice as a sin offering for our salvation, we begin to focus almost exclusively on the idea that we simply gather to reenact a holy meal. But notice that not even that first Holy Thursday, not even the Last Supper, was primarily focused on the goal of a faith meal. Rather, the Last Supper was focused on the following day, the sacrifice of the cross, For at the supper, having brought an end to the old sacrificial system, Jesus presented his sacrifice in sacramental form and promised that its value would remain for all time. And to ensure that his disciples of every time and place could access the power of this one saving sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins, Jesus then commanded, Do this in memory of me. St. Paul clearly understood this emphasis on sacrifice instead of meal. For he writes, For as often as you do this, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. That's sacrifice. Having this proper understanding, the understanding the church has maintained since ancient times, profoundly shapes how we approach the Holy Mass, how we prepare for it, what we expect from it, what we give to it, and what we expect for things like music and decoration and reverence. On Palm Sunday, St. Paul's letter to the Philippians told us that Jesus emptied himself and humbled himself Jesus fulfills his emptying and humbling of self on the Holy Cross and the humility of God remains in our midst in that he continues as he promised to remain with us in the smallest of signs the smallness of the altar bread the host so easily ignored, abused, and taken for granted that waits in silence for our prayer should we come before the tabernacle and the smallness that submits itself to us to become our sacrifice. The Lord desiring to plant that sacrifice within us then completes his humble self-giving by becoming our nourishment in Holy Communion. The constant practice of the church makes sense then, namely, that we first empty and humble ourselves in imitation of Jesus by confessing our sins so that we can engage with what he offers here in atonement for our sins. We must humble ourselves by confessing sin if we hope to approach the saving sacrifice with proper disposition, and a heart open to God's saving love and grace. Here, we come to Calvary in sacramental form. We participate in what Jesus did to save us, and we proclaim, behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world.